This is Caitlin. This is Dave. This is Duncan. This is Joanna. This is Yanni. This is Will. And we are iPodcast Magic Missile. Welcome to iPodcast Magic Missile, where we play games and talk geek. Broadcasting every week from the New River Valley in the beautiful mountains of Southwest Virginia, we bring you audio from some of the most exciting games, new and old. No actual wizard spells here, just actual play from great games. This is iPodcast Magic Missile. Enough candy. We have so much candy left over. Oh, <laughs> really? You. Well, pride tragedy does befall me because it's at my grandmother's house and not in my face. You <laughs> <laughs> should just drive right back Next, up there. Just like, can I, can I get all that candy? <laughs> Look at the bright side. You won't need a new wardrobe. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. But there's like, uh, it, it, there were lots of people I haven't seen in forever, and lots of um. But no one you hadn't seen ever. Yeah, that's true. Everyone who came, I just saw and I admit, which is my criterion. Yeah, came on Will's side. Yeah, well, no, not no, on, no, not actually on not on Will's side, but he admit them. Yeah, okay. we, we had a strict rule for the uh, the wedding, and it was that Caitlin's family can't invite anyone who Caitlin has not actually seen. <laughs> yeah, in her it's entire life. Important. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a pretty good rule. It's a good rule. I had that same rule, but for any people on Facebook, we yeah. we needed. Yeah, you know. A, an ass the other day uh, friend of me and by this I mean it was a woman's butt like in a thong <laughs> as yeah. the profile picture I'm I, I have some suspicion sure it that it was a prostitute it may it may have been a prostitute it's hard to tell it was, it was very probably simple. just a phishing scam yeah. <laughs> they were probably just looking for your personal information maybe um <laughs> uh, Oh, so our car tried to murder us twice in the last it two days. Yeah. Well, it only tried to kill me once. Yeah. Explain. Um, so, uh... Well, first and foremost, her family loves to do pranks on cars before the family goes off and, you know, goes on their honeymoon. Very fun. Pranks are fun. Now tell the story. <laughs> so, um, we were, uh, it was our last day and we were about to drive home. From Peaceville and our uh, brake line failed and snapped and died. Wow! And uh, <laughs> so I we drove the forty miles without the brake. <laughs> just using the fucking brake? Huh? Just uh, using the lots brake. of downshifting, and there was any there was any amount of brake in because there. Because you all. still have the other set of brakes mm. that are just really dangerous. It was really you lucky. almost no. Um, yeah. yeah, but we we found some car angels who repaired our vehicle. Yeah, that day they were filled up for two days, and they're like, "Fuck it, we're not letting you leave because this is really dangerous." Because yeah. he still is like that. People are really, really yeah, it was extremely they, nice. They actually, give a crap about you, and so we had the the brake line um, break, and then uh, yesterday I was on the way to Doctor Farhi's office. And my, uh, I had a catastrophic tire blow. Oof. So, um, it's just been fun. But neither of those were on the highway, and we spent yeah. most of our trip on the highway. Yeah. So we, for some reason, brakes, like, the time my brakes went, uh, was after we had driven from Illinois to, uh, Lynchburg, Virginia, which involves going over West Virginia. Yeah. And then down, like, across Route 60 between, like, over the Blue Ridge to get there. So it's this, like, lots of switchbacks, lots of up and down mountains, like, 
some of which happens at 70 miles an hour. And, um, yeah, and so we drove there, parked in their driveway, which my father-in-law had just power-washed, and come up the next morning, and I get in my car, and I put down the brake to shift, and it goes all the way down to the floor. Hooray! Hooray! Yep, that's, that's what <laughs> happened. Point. So, so yeah, but fortunately, like, there was a repair place right down the street, so I put it in first and used the parking brake to get there. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, but, like, I mean, clearly I cracked it coming over the mountains, but there was still enough brake fluid to keep you from dying. <laughs> yep. <laughs> They'd have to use the runaway truck ramp. We got extremely <laughs> lucky in our poor luck. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we didn't we didn't know we, the brake lines right break now. until uh, <laughs> we turned it on and there was no resistance. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. This Tuesday, I played Inspectors Online with Yanni and Joanna and Jen and Lee from Illinois. Hey, Jen and Lee. Hello. Um, and uh, it was a lot of fun, and I'm glad that we I got a chance to run it and also sort of run it for time because I'm running it in a two-hour slot at Gen Con and having going in completely blind with you know never having run it before with no feedback trying to fit it into a two-hour slot would have been suicide. Mm-hmm. So I'm really glad I didn't do that. Did Did you watch the uh, like God preparation video like hour the, forty minute one? Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know that they said, oh, you can run it in four hours. Just play fiasco, and then you'll be fine. (laughs) But the, the, so, so hey to, you know, running games blind. I actually got some really good feedback. Jen's run the game a bunch of times and was able to say, you know, a few things that will really help me going forward. So it was awesome having her there. And I thought it was a really fun game, despite being short. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was very fun. I I really liked the, uh, uh, Flashbacks? No. The confessionals. confessionals yes. yes. I have to say, I really love confessionals I, whenever they're in. I was thinking about if we did that again, and A and B recorded it, giving ev- getting everybody like a little like TV camera layout, so that when they're doing a confessional, they hold it up. They actually suggest that the... you reserve a chair and have mm-hmm. them go sit in the chair as if they're like <laughs> giving the confessional. Well, but you know, if we were doing it on Hangouts, you could. Hold up a little overlay oh, yeah. with like the whole cutout, so that's it true. looks like a TV screen on there. <laughs> but I mean, that's a game that we should probably play here because it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It's true. And if you haven't played Inspectors, it's it's cheap and it's tons of fun. You should just go get it because Inspectors. Uh, also, speaking of Gen Con, I picked up when I was out shopping uh, the makings of a twelve-person game of Eat Poopy Cat. Ooh, <laughs> Twelve one dollar little spiral notebooks, nice. so that you can write the sentence, pass it to the next person, read the sentence, and just flip the page over. No folding. Mm-hmm. Right. I really want to do that more often. That's that nice. A, that's a fun game. Yeah, it's way too entertaining. It's <laughs> yeah. really way too entertaining. I thoroughly enjoyed. <laughs> we played uh, two versions of Eat Poopy Cat, um, both of which are exquisite corpse games. Um, Eat Poopy Cat is alternating a uh, line of text plus a drawing. So you, you write a line of text, then with the next person has to draw it, and then the next person looks at the drawing and attempts to interpret the text, and vice versa, it goes back and forth. The other thing we did was collaborative storytelling, where you would write, uh, this was at Will's bachelor party, you would you'd write a line of text, you, well, you'd write a, start writing a story, and then it, there was a timer, and as soon as the timer went up, a minute and a half, two minutes, you had to immediately stop wherever you were, to fold off all, over all but the last line, which could only be one word, and hand it to the next person, who then had to continue the story. Can be as little as one word. Yeah, it, it, it's it's Could ab- be more. it produces absolute hilarity, and I definitely want to do that again at some point. Yeah. 
It was pretty freaking awesome. <laughs> but yeah, I won't talk about any of the Gen- other Gen Con stuff. Uh, if I saw you at Gen Con, hey. I hope, I hope we get a good out. interaction. <laughs> and uh, you're awesome. <laughs> you're cool. <laughs> Even if I was tardy, grumpy or something. You know, or whatever. Got some time travel going on here. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, how about you? You've been up to? I haven't done a whole lot, honestly. I this morning I worked on breeding Pokemon eggs. It was very exciting because I'm going to be running a program at, at the library. <laughs> a Pokemon where, breeding program? No, not a Pokemon breeding program. <laughs> But a uh, a Pokemon battle program, and I'm giving out rare Pokemon eggs to people who participate. Oh my! Yeah, so, so po- a Pokegenics program. Then. <laughs> Does that mean you can play Pokemon on work time and actually bill it? I might be playing any Pokemon. Um, I'll, I'll mostly be running a program with kids playing Pokemon. Okay. I'm going to be prepared to play Pokemon. But you have to if have the rare some eggs, kid is right? like yes. So you I am to, going you to be trading to... rare eggs to kids for. Like so you have Magic to Carp get the rare eggs, which means you have to play the game to get the... Well, I'm doing that in my... Yeah, they don't, yeah. They oh, don't okay. pay yeah, for that they're, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they should. Sure, they're not there, there is some, <laughs> yeah. some There's theoretical gaming that might happen, but it's strongly going to be overshadowed by kid management. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Which I'm going to be cat hurting. But I'm going to be cat hurting and uh, teaching kids how to unlock various legendaries if they ask and helping them solve their Pokemon problems. <laughs> Resolving no Pokemon, no problems. <laughs> <laughs> I got 99 problems, but uh, what's a Pokemon that rhymes with bitch? I don't, there can't be. There's none. No. No Pokemon. Yeah, no. Damn it. <laughs> I'm sure there is one. There's too many of them. What is there, like 152 now? Yeah, Mew was the last Pokemon that ever got released. I'm really hoping they'll make a second generation of Pokemon at some point. I Actually, Mew was part of the original 151. Oh, crap. Missingno was the last Pokemon that ever <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and he's not the 152nd Pokemon. He's, he's the, the game-corrupting Pokemon. He's the Missingno. Zero, Anyways. obviously. Yeah. Mm. What about you, Joanna? Um, I actually did not play very many games this week. One thing... I have been doing not game related as Patrick has made me start to run, which is awesome. So we run two miles every day, uh, and it's exhausting. And then I, it. Um, <laughs> I have uh, actually talking to Blake at Raw on Monday night two weeks ago made me really excited to replay Metroid games. So I replayed Metroid <laughs> Fusion on ROM in like two days because I love Metroid and I get really obsessed with it, and then I don't stop playing it until four o'clock in the morning. But yeah, I haven't started the next one yet. I think I'm going to replay the primes. I don't know. We'll see. So that's not exciting. Oh no, I have a better thing. So I was hearing on uh, NPR, the AM version of NPR, uh, a discussion about. Um, I, I came in too late to hear the title of the video game, but there's apparently a like online FPS shooter that takes place in like Tehran with, like, Iranians, and you're an American soldier fighting Iranians. And I wish I could remember the title of it, because they were speaking to, uh, like, a BBC reporter that uh, either was from Tehran or had been to Tehran, but no more, because he's a reporter. And he was also a gamer, and he was talking about, like, this relationship between uh, how international policy relates to, 
like war games of that sort, you know, things like that, and how that works in like different countries. How they like it's of course banned in Iran, but <laughs> of course, uh, really, <laughs> yeah, but people still play it, and you know, I guess the whole like media agenda is like, oh, isn't this going to make people like expect war? Doesn't it? The the classic video game equals war. Like actual violence. <laughs> Luckily, our policy makers tend not to play video games and then make yeah. policies based on them. Yeah, yeah. As far as I know, they're all busting out like civilizations. Yeah, <laughs> 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 they might have better a bit better leadership if they were playing Civ games like Send Medal of Honor or yeah. 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 To be honest, like the the adversaries that they set up in these games, like what who they decide the bad mm-hmm. guys are, it always makes me a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like. Couldn't you just come up with, like, generic fake country or something like yeah, that? Yeah, like, like, DC continuity, bad fake country problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, so it's better I, to just, like, pick some foreign country we don't like and slaughter their people. No, you should pick a country well, we do like so it's ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah Canada. Canada. Yeah. But they were actually, they brought that up, and they're like, Canada? so <laughs> things are iffy with Iran. Why would we make a video game about killing Iranians? And they're... Uh, the, the person who was in defense of video games is like, well, just like Argo came out last year and won a bunch of Oscars, video games are interested in staying relevant, and right now Iran is el- yeah. relevant. So shooting Iranians is relevant in a horrible <laughs> fantasy violence Can you play way. as uh, Iranians? I did not hear whether or not that's true. And since I don't remember the... Uh, I, I didn't catch the name of the game, I didn't have a chance to look it up. I would, though. Because uh, if I could, if, it's, if it is an FPS and it's multiplayer, mm-hmm. theoretically you could play as both sides. So well, well, hold on, hold on a second. In, in, yeah. That one game, America's Army. Yeah, America's Army. You yeah. are the Americans, regardless of which side you are on. It's and a also, it's a video game made by the U.S. Army. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that game was terrible. Oh well, wow, I, a video game made by the U.S. Well, Army is terrible. They made you go through like boot camp. Yes. And it's, it's designed. Game, it's not it designed was, to be purely. No. It's designed to be educational in addition to entertaining. It's supposed to be educational and then secondarily entertaining. Yeah, <laughs> we're all excited about like command structure and following rules. Yeah, yeah, isn't that it's weird? Like, you can't just like yeah. grab whatever gun you want. Are, for for you people want. that are here's the thing. I think it's a great recruiting tool for people that are really interested in the military as a career choice, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's like you get to see if this is really what for yeah. you. And like, I think that you know. Some people are going to find it super interesting. They don't have a sitting on your ass simulator, though. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) (laughs) they could have it actually wake you up in the middle of the night because the base is under attack. Uh, uh, yeah. we, that's, it's like a Tamagotchi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh, army of You're One so Desert d- Bus crossover. <laughs> Wait, what's Desert Bus? You haven't heard about Desert Bus? I have not heard this of it. This, this is the Penn and Teller video game that really? simulates. Oh, oh, I remember this from, one. Uh, what is it? Las, Las Vegas to, to. I don't remember. Nevada? Someplace in Arizona. Or, yeah. No, it's in Arizona. Las Vegas to Nevada. Yeah. It's a short long. trip. It's, it's, a, it's an eight hour drive. Yeah. The road is straight, and the bus drives a little bit to the right. Randomly. So you have to keep playing. And it's, yeah. it's So basically, you're driving on a completely featureless plane on a straight road, but you have to. Be at the controls, or it will crash. You can't just tape it. I think you like see uh, cactuses and stuff going by. Occasionally, um, they said rocks. that at some point there's a bug that spots on your windshield. Yeah, um, and it's played in real time. And if you get there, you get one point, and then you turn around and go back to Las Vegas, and you can keep going back and forth. No, no, 
They, they play this every year as a charity. <laughs> Desert for, Bus for Hope or something uh, like that. It's well, <laughs> they do it for, for Child's Play. Yeah, well, that's... But, but no, like, like other charities it's as the, well. The yes. Desert Bus for Hope, I believe, is the Loading Ready Run comedy crew. They're, they're, they do comedy videos. They're, they're, they're on Pen Air TV and The Escapist and a bunch of other stuff. They're Canadian. Um, they're, they're hilarious. Uh, you should totally go check out their stuff. But, like, yeah, they do the Desert Bus for Hope, but they have a live streaming video of them playing. They don't actually show the TV because... I mean, maybe they, they have one on the camera on the TV, but the main camera is just all of them sitting on couches. So they're all just hanging out, and somebody's got the control keeping the bus from crashing. Yeah. And they just want to keep going. And, like, it's a telethon, so people pledge. And the more times, they, the more hours they go. And they usually do, like, days and days and days and yeah. days straight where they're hanging oh, off. God. <laughs> oh, but it's But, it, but, but, but it's mostly them, it, like, the, the appeal is you're actually watching them sit around and talking and having fun like this. They just somebody happens to have a controller. It's kind of like when we were trying to get that last uh, achievement yeah. in uh, the Dead, Dead Rising. Rising, and yeah. like sitting around till four in the morning, like occasionally drinking orange juice. So uh, Frank West didn't kill over. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's the thing. Is like playing. Oh, so here's the thing: playing games together, even if it's a single player game, is a completely different experience from mm-hmm. exactly. You know. I, when I was 10, I had a friend who had uh, a whole bunch of multiplayer games, but he only wanted to play single-player games while I watched. (laughs) (laughs) So it is very different. On the one hand, you could be playing a game together with your friend. On the other hand, you could be a little shit. Joanna, it looked like you were going to say something. I was going to say completely unrelated, uh, i.e. that I think every horror video game should come with a person with it to sit next to you and watch you play it because that <laughs> makes every horror game no matter whether it's silly no matter you whether how hard you are when you play it by yourself if somebody is sitting next to you going <gasps> you just oh, <laughs> it like amplifies it about ten times and I think every horror video game should come with one every Silent Hill should come with three people really intense shades too yeah so you, just, like, you just have put to those have up like, in your windows somebody yeah. else who's like occasionally moves the controller to show that they're there right like yeah <laughs> yeah. oh. I was just going to say, when I was in high school, and middle school too for that matter, Conrad would always bring over his PS2 uh, to like my birthday parties and stuff, and we would play tons of GTA. And that is super one player. Yeah. We had a hell of a time just like super fun to watch switching off playing GTA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like play until you die, then hand the controller to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And like we, we even did that. Much more recently, when GTA 4 came out, we would just sit around, hanging out, playing GTA. <laughs> I deeply envy the geeks who are married to geeks and play games together. That's that's one thing that I don't have. <laughs> Obviously, the, the geek couple here. <laughs> I'm not really married to Conrad. There you go. No, I'm <laughs> Look. <laughs> Technically, he married you, right? That's true. Yeah. That, that did really happen. <laughs> but he married me and Wendy, so. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Scandalous. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't state-sanctioned. There, there are definitely some games that are better with other people watching. Like, say, mm-hmm. Quop. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, Quop? I wouldn't play by myself for more than a few minutes. Yeah. Yeah. But when other people are watching you, it becomes harder and more important. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, Patrick Patrick will sometimes play ROMs on our Mythbox TV, right? And so he plays, like, Mega Mans, like, the really hard Mega Mans that I can't play because I'm too impatient and I get frustrated. And he's got them all memorized until I come in and I just sit and I watch him. And then he'll die and I'll laugh because I'm a horrible human being. I'm a bad one. And I can't help myself. But he eventually gets through them and then I'm like, yeah! And he's like, I don't know how to feel about you watching me play this. Like, I hope you're not mad at me. So, Speaking of Patrick, good times. Patrick has now actually met my wife, and you have not. What? <laughs> he didn't tell me. He didn't he tell did... you. Did, did, he, did he tell you how he like totally rothlaid at us in Legendary? Yes, he did. Of course he told he, you that. Of course he told you that. He probably gave her a play-by-play. Yes. He probably wrote it all down He did. He probably knows it, what happened better than I do. Yes. Because I kind of stopped paying attention. That's true. I looked at each of the cards he used, because he brought them home, and we found them all, and I looked at them, and I'm like, yeah, that's how that works. Yeah. Karen, had her, Karen had her one day off this week, and oh, so in the three hours between when she got home and when she two hours, but which before she completely passed out. Um, there was a point at which she was awake enough to go to dinner with me, Aww. but we were going to go up and check out the New York style pizza place on North, on way up on North Main, which was closed for some reason. Mm. I don't know, maybe they're out of business. I don't even know. But so then we we're like, well, we want pizza, so let's go to PKs. So we parked on uh, Alumni Mall, and all well, the game stores there. We should go in and say hi, and everybody beat you was there. And <laughs> I, <laughs> I was don't think you were there either. Super, yeah, super there. sleepy. You weren't there at the time we came in. Uh, so, so yeah, and then we saw Patrick, and he had had his hair cut, and I said, oh, hey, Patrick, you get a haircut. Oh, yeah, this is my wife, Karen. Yeah. He says, I get a chance to meet you, and Joanna hasn't yet. And, of course, he didn't tell me. Nope. He just told me about the game, and I'm like, that's great. How was everybody? He's like, they were good. That'd like, I can. even gave him the chance to tell me, by the way. Clearly he doesn't care right <laughs> No, no, or that's Karen. just him. No, he just, people, people... He cares about people. He just doesn't. I, you know, this it's I'm, I'm making fun of you. Okay. I'm not. Don't worry about it. I'm not offended at all. Okay. Uh, yeah. Look, we just had a long conversation about how everyone was totally okay with pumpkin. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. That's true. So, but yes, I wish to meet her someday. I heard her voice. She does exist. I heard her <laughs> voice on Tuesday. You did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, next time we're all playing online. I can never come over and say yes, hi. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Although, given the time, she'll be probably getting ready for bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last three months have just been brutal with, like, she's had resident, she's had rotations, because they do a month at each different station, kind of, it's mm-hmm. like rotations all over again, so they're getting paid, which is good. But, like, so she's having these ridiculous shifts where she's there for 12 hours, and then it's 40 minutes drive each way, and then she's got to oh. get back there to do, like, pre-rounds at 5 in the morning the next morning. Uh, so she's stressed and has no time and passes out as soon as she gets home. That's, uh... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, residency. Yeah. We're through the worst of it now. Yeah, what what kind of a doctor, I guess? Just a family doctor. Just she's going to spend most of her time in a clinic seeing mm. patients for, like, stupid stuff. Yeah. Which is not going to be like this. This is, like, inpatients, no. you know? Yeah. Just, eh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> How do you know? Well, the thing is, they have the residents and the interns do like all the really hard work and the bad shifts, so the doctors can just come and show up for eight hours and go home. Yeah, <laughs> it's different if you're a surgeon, but uh, right. Yeah, that, but, I mean that's a completely different game. Yeah, then yeah, but like it's it's kind of funny actually how they exploit the residents so they don't have to work the Saturday night to Sunday morning shift. Ninety nine percent of doctors. What? They're the 99% of doctors. <laughs> <laughs>
I play games to have fun. And sometimes I'll do wacky stuff and... I am recording this. Do you want me to stop? <laughs> no, that's fine. I, I just... I don't know. I, I both kind of admire and envy are not the right words, but like 40% of each what you're doing, if that makes sense. Like, I, I can't... I can't bring myself to waste time I could be having fun doing something that would be therapeutic and useful. <laughs> you know what the problem about it is though? Like like I don't again my big but that's not that's not your big payout. Your big payout is fun. My big payout is this. It's gaming as an exploration and empathy is is gaming as an exploration and being someone else for the, not even escapism. Mm. I I kind of feel a little bit like Yanni, except the the reason I would say is kind of like having a closer relationship with gaming, like really having it all the way in. <laughs> <laughs> like the game knows you. you know? yeah. I, do you, I mean, other than that's a hilarious analogy. <laughs> we can we can drop the metaphor though. <laughs> <laughs> But, no, like, just, you know, gaming, like, I think most of us here really enjoy gaming. Yeah. Safe to say. Mm. And, uh, like, we play games all the time, but gaming on a deeper emotional level, as opposed to just, like, I'm halfling rogue! Alright. Which I I love doing. Yeah. I'm halfling rogue. (laughs) You are are always a halfling rogue. Not always, but it's my go-to. Sometimes I like to play Dwarf Fortress. Usually it's not when I'm role-playing, though. Mm. I don't want to role-play on hard mode. Uh... Exactly. Unless I'm playing OD&D, and that is hard mode, you're probably gonna die. Yeah. Um... (laughs) The emotional impact. I'm a, a much more emotional creature than I admit to myself. If that makes any sense at all. Yeah. And, no, it totally does. Uh, you know, generally in games, there's rules. You know how everything works. And aside from uh, simulating emotions, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Right. It's it's. Any game is easier than real life because in real life you don't really know the rules ever. No, <laughs> no one ever tells you what they are. In real life is fucking hard. No rule book. I don't get that's it. True. Yeah. Some I people d- claim to have rule books. They're lying to you. They're lying. I got a pretty cool email about one just the other day. Thought really? About lying it. No, not really. Um, <laughs> I've read several of the rule books, and they are not internally consistent. They need better editors. They do. <laughs> like I, I think in in the moment that I'm doing games, I'm playing to have fun. But it's one of those fun, you know, different levels of function, different kinds of functions. You know, hmm. like like you know, I I play to have fun, but I'm having the most fun if I'm just like really into it. Um, and it's more like it's for me, you know, pretending to be a different person, putting myself in other people's shoes is intrinsically a, like a good for me, practice for me, because I need that. Um, and it's just, but it's nice because I don't have to feel like I'm doing that in the moment. It's just a nice side effect of it, is that, like, I I think it's really helped me empathize with people, really, like, 
So, I guess to put it another way, like dealing with the stuff when it comes up naturally makes feels easier for me. Like there was certainly some uncomfortable moments, and not anywhere near this between Big Fucker and Eliza. Um, but those were great because the story led to it. I wasn't pushing for mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for it. They were natural. Um, and that made it much easier for me to accept it. Uh, not to cast any... Do you think point. any of this is forced? No. Okay. No, but you're aiming towards it. Sorry. Does that does that make sense? I think you're asking for it. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you get what you ask for. <laughs> Um, I guess. I guess the, the, as, in, that, as in, like you, you're going into it with the intention of let's explore what this is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. yeah. And that's not Although a bad it's, thing. It's funny when, when the, the the rewards and intermittent fuckery line up. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. No, it, uh, it's and again, if 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 you don't think that content in the game is 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 something that's like something you want to see or that's making you uncomfortable <laughs> to the point where you're not having fun. I would assume that you would say something. I, I absolutely would. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm trying really hard to say why well, I probably wouldn't and I'm unlikely anytime soon to do the same thing, <laughs> but at the same time support you doing it. Thank you. I really appreciate that. If Does that make no, sense? No, that absolutely makes sense, yeah. Well, like, and I think that and like I, said, I think there have been a number of those things. moments in, in various games that we've played where we're all like... But we're like, you know what? You know, it's it's funny because like there's the two there's the two philosophies for like content in games. There's the nobody gets hurt, mm-hmm. and that's lines and veils, X card, blah blah blah. And then there's I will not abandon you, which is the other philosophy. And I think that while we talk about lines and veils here, and we have lines and veils things for the vast majority of the time, we play on that other side of the fence. That we're gonna do some tough stuff. There's gonna be some super uncomfortable, super unpleasant stuff that happens. And we're all going to grow emotionally from that and be stronger and support each other. And we're not going to trivialize, if you feel uncomfortable about it, we're not going to trivialize that. We're going to carry you through it to the other side where we can all look back and say, wow, that was a thing that that happened right there. You know what I mean? So. With the exception of things that'll make us like pass out in our chairs. Yeah, yeah. If, 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 if somebody's gonna have, stuff. if somebody's gonna have, yeah, if, so, if somebody's gonna like make some vagal reaction. That's completely different. If somebody's gonna have literally have a have a, a, a breakdown, or they're gonna they're gonna pass out, or get sick over something. There's no there's no good reason for it to be in the game. Is there something that we should be watching out for that's going to induce that? Not that we're gonna tell uh, you. Huh? Oh, okay. yeah. surprise! We will not leave you here, though. We will drive you right to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, we will not abandon you. Can you we'll know, take you right to the hospital. The veiled in terms of like, I'm okay with there being a needle and blood in the story. I'm not okay with graphic descriptions of the zoom up of the Pulp Fiction shot. You know? Yeah. Okay. That, that, okay. So I'm, it's, I'm actually, it's the one thing that's already veiled. Yeah. 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 Okay. And Everything yeah. else, it's, it's, I am, there's there's two we, boats veiling that. We lined yeah, up. We, right. we did line a thing once that we don't need to talk about, but like it's yeah. it wasn't even. I cut it out. It didn't even happen in the in the recording, right? Mm-hmm. And and it's probably like like people probably don't even remember it all that well. But you know when it's when it's that when it's that big of a deal, yeah, of course we're not gonna not gonna just I'm mean, gonna just keep stabbing you yeah. in the face, <laughs> you know. Yeah, there's nothing really. Yeah, that doesn't that, that doesn't achieve anything. But I'm glad that we're willing to s- sort of explore some difficult things and not just be like, hey, let's just have a fun time all the time. 
Because honestly, when you have the lows, the highs do seem even higher. Mm-hmm. You know, and you yeah. can do the lows. Sometimes in a just way. a seven three nine feels pretty good. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's what she said. Right, a couple of times. Seven of nine. Uh, <laughs> a couple of times where I actually let you shoot somebody on a seven and nine. Yeah. Can't <laughs> go aggro rolls. Man, you didn't need a you didn't need a real big number either. Mm-mm. Core absence. Well, I hear uh, She's found didn't need a real big number either. <laughs> Perhaps even a lower number. <laughs> This podcast is fully copyrighted by its hosts. Visit us at podcastmagicmissile.com. I Podcast Magic Missile, attacking the darkness since 2012.